Nose of wax. Every Tuesday. Nose of wax. Here we go. Yeah. Hey everyone. I'm with Alexander Norton, who runs every other Wednesday a really great open art show. Yeah, so you can you can do anything there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can basically make any work, um, kind of uh, any medium: poetry, comedy, music, uh, performance, theatre, uh, video, um, uh, even like DJ sets if you have enough time. Um, yeah, so it's just basically completely open. I re- I really like Pora Petu, where it's that. It's really nice art space, art bar space. It's the guys are really good there as well. Like Sasha, who runs it, it's just great. Like he's so relaxed and chilled. Like you just, we you just say yeah every second Wednesday. It's like yeah no worries. You yeah. Know? And it's just like everything's a bit old, but everything just works nicely and yeah, it's a really nice place to do it. Um, yeah. Uh, and also I think it has a, a community because there's a community already at the bar. And they're just lots of varied people, so it could be a bunch of old dudes sat at the bar, um, and then we're doing weird performances, and then they come in and see it, or sometimes you've got people running to the back room and then looking and then running around. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of a bit of a funny environment to do, do it. So. And also people outside can see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I wonder how many people are like, oh, I'm going to come in. I don't know. Do you have any idea? Uh, there's a couple of people actually that do jump in every yeah. so often. And then they just say, oh, I was just here because I was in the bar. And they sign up, actually. Uh, mm. And some of the poets that uh, Sasha knows like, sign up sometimes. So okay. it's really like, it's kind of nice. So it's like, uh, you kind of have to like sometimes just tell people there's an event happening here. And then they either stay or go. Mm. Uh, but most of the time they stay at least for yeah. the first half. Or they just disappear. Yeah. Um, but it's really relaxed in a sense because it's just like I'm not focusing on the audience. I'm like, okay, there's enough people. Let's start. You yeah. Know? As long as the performers are there. Yeah. Um, then it's yeah. fine to go. And even if the room clears out, it's kind of nice having four people just sat there yeah. listening that the last people. You know. I don't think I've ever seen four people. It's always been quite packed when I've been there. It 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 surprises me. Like I always assume no one is gonna come. And, like, <laughs> yeah, like it happens all the time. Like, I'm just like no one's gonna turn up to this thing. Uh, but then people do. They just arrive between eight forty five and nine, which is when yeah. we start at nine. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the one of the main the hardest hurdles is just making sure we start on time and finish on time. Yeah. Uh, which is really difficult actually, especially here because no one's on time. No one's on time. <laughs> I think it's like a vicious cycle because if you. St- start being later then people are like oh it doesn't start till later exactly so but every show does it differently mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but you uh it wasn't your first place was it no you... we initially did it at Keith Bar uh which is where they have whiskey and words okay yeah um and, I, and and that was the first event I had two events there and that was when it was more curated so I chose four artists okay then I was thinking okay like different types of artists uh, and there was no open mic on that one it mm. was just but then I just didn't it felt like I was missing out on the community a mm. bit, and I was just like, "There's," it so I decided just one feature, uh, and sometimes I have completely open mic, and that was kind of nice. I had like sixteen, seventeen people performing, but it was nice to have that focus, uh, and then you could also then pay that feature a decent payment for that. So then, that's a big motivation. Yeah. It's like trying to introduce the idea of payment. Yeah. Uh, even with the open mic performers introducing like three euros as the entrance fee and then that entrance fee goes to each person um, obviously some people disappear and I'm like oh gosh what do I do with this three euros 
and I yeah. just put it in my pot and then yeah yeah so I sometimes make money from it but very rarely it's just it's not really about the money but it is about introducing the idea of uh, oh here's three euros or here's 20 euros for the feature for example yeah um, and then people can feel like oh there's something here and it costs me nothing so the whole thing but it's your time as well I mean every, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's interesting you start bringing money into it and um, I think I think it's it has to be clear. I think that's the thing. If if you know, um, a host even implies that there might be money, mm-hmm. there should, you know, like I, it shouldn't really be like, oh well, not enough audience people came, so I'm not paying you. It's like, well, I mean, that's not mm-hmm. actually my problem, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if yeah. you, you know, uh, so if you're not sure if you're gonna pay people, don't mention money. Yeah. Maybe I just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah. a tricky balance because some because I mean I I did that based on I started paying the open mic performers because I just thought I I don't need to take all this extra money that and it's also like why should the feature just get paid when everyone else maybe even possible uh, so I was so I started to do that uh, through trial and error so like it was a case of just trying out and seeing what was possible but yeah it's tricky sometimes uh, no one barely many people turn up and that happened like once uh, yeah. or like one of the one at Keith Bar like I got like 11 euros yeah like, what do I do with 11 euros yeah like, exactly yeah. it's 50 cents it's like I don't know what to do with that so but then it was just a lot of trial and error to see what techniques worked or do I go around chasing people for money or do I just wait or like introduce the idea of money at the break uh, and I didn't want to have a door policy because one I don't have time to organise yeah. a door also, I just don't like doors. You, know? like, <laughs> you just don't like doors? I just didn't like that. I, well, I, I love door doors. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> but just, you know, you go to an event, it's just like you walk in and you're like, oh, and it's like, five euros, please. You're yeah. Like, oh my gosh, that's really like, oh. And I'm wondering, where is that money going as well sometimes? You know? And also, it might just, it's not good for the bar a lot of the time, you know? Exactly. People will yeah. just not come in. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's not as easy as you think to, to be like, introduce money into it um, and and everyone has their own way of doing it and I think that that's, that's good it's, um, so yeah well, let's talk a bit more about you personally mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. so how long have you been in Berlin? Uh, since September 2016 so I don't know if that's three years maybe. Uh, what, when in uh, six, 2016? September Ah, so like two and a half years, I guess. Probably, yeah. Is like it? A, yeah, between two and three. a half and I forget. Like yeah. It all just rolls into one, but like it's roughly two and a half to three years or something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, so I've been there. I moved from Brighton. I was living in Brighton for two years. Uh, after I graduated, I moved there because all my friends moved there and I was like, oh yeah, mm. just to see uh, what happens. Mm. <laughs> um, but it was quite a logical step really to move here. Um, especially with like Brexit and stuff happening and then you're thinking well you know what opportunities are in England that I'm going to be able to really access um, and also I needed to um, I, I needed to escape my environment because at that point I was still like it wasn't out as transgender or anything so I decided that if I moved to a whole different country mm. and near a place that is liberal and open then I thought, okay, yeah, I can easily explore it and then just come out in my own time. And then also then everyone I met was then introduced with this new version. Yeah, um, I get that. Which made it so much easier. Yeah. Imagine trying to do that with all your old friends and you're like, 
and they're like, so what now? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, it's hard, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting yeah. because you go into a comedy room and it's like, let's say, you know, you've got like the queer-friendly ones, which are really great, like um, Source, for example, and then like pronouns are always like, yeah, yeah, at the forefront. Which for me is like, in comedy, I don't really care so much in comedy because my character is a male. So for me, it's like, you have to use whatever. You yeah. Know? And I'm not there to like, present myself and they have to almost do social experimentation so that confusion almost helps the project you know um it does make it more awkward <laughs> it does right yeah, yeah. and then people think oh so you're from australia and i say no i'm not i'm from england and they're like oh well okay so that but that's also part of it yeah you know like exposing um this this issue or idea or um whatever it is, uh, to an audience that probably wouldn't even interact with the queer scene, which you look at the comedy scene, a lot of people probably haven't really It's interesting. Into it. yeah. um, cool. I do, like, it's still really normal, like, if there's a man and a woman sitting together being like, oh, are you a, are you mm-hmm. a couple? And it's like, yeah. if not, why not? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, I mean, what? They're so judgmental. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe we were friends since we were five. Like, you don't know us. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how wired it is in our brains, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. But I do this sometimes. I walk around and I just look and I'm like, I identify different genders. So I'm like, how quickly can I identify someone's gender? And it's amazing. It happens instantly. Yeah. So I wonder what people do when they see me. Because it's like, I'm not exactly like uh, pushing... Uh, I'm not exactly like... They call it passing. I don't really know what that means. So I don't know what that like, means. It's like where you, you pass as a woman. It's like... Oh, can, okay. So it's almost like hiding the fact that you are transitioning. Okay, yeah. Know? Whereas I was just like, that's too much effort and I can't do all that <laughs> pressure. Like, what we're going to do, walk around and be like, oh, they found out. It's just like, I'm just up front. I'm like, yeah. this is how I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm transitioning. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it just takes time for people to get that and... Um, yeah, and I'm very relaxed now. Uh, it's because I realised if I really showed myself, um, then people would see it. You know. What, what do you mean, show yourself? Well, like really, like if I, if I actually just behave the way I naturally behave, yeah. instead of like trying to force people. Oh, to I do see something. what you mean. Yeah. And it really helps actually. It might change the psychology, and I'm actually now pretty much everyone is using she, uh, very n- easily and normally, uh, and then usually I mention it. Uh, it sometimes, but then that's only if I'm like, oh, actually, maybe I should just mention it. But I don't usually mention it. I no. Don't, it's something I'm just like, it's just too exhausting to think about. <laughs> so I just get on with it, you know? Like, But yeah, that's definitely been a transitional switch that I've had to think about. Yeah. <laughs> I have found myself, like, if uh, I want to refer to you, I call you refer to as she Alex I don't know if you mind that she Alex that's, that's cool that sounds like an animal or something like that's a she Alex over there <laughs> like a dinosaur which Alex she Alex <laughs> that's there for me that's perfectly fine yeah, cool yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny like if like I mean I have a couple of friends who they 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 challenge me on it and they're like it's not physically possible and I'm like okay that's cool but like I don't need to have that conversation. It's not exactly helping. No. Uh, and so uh, they say he sometimes. I'm just like, whatever, you know. <laughs> and it's like, otherwise, if I try and say something, then they'll go down this ideology route and then they'll talk. Uh, yeah. The one yeah, that really seems to, like, uh, have, like, I'm trying not to have an argument, but they were being really angry, you know. <laughs> it's like you're kind of forced into an argument of, of this thing of, I, I refuse to acknowledge it because, you know, what if 
they were um, it, they had a big accident and the hospital had to know and it's like well what reasons would the hospital have to know if they're pregnant mm-hmm. I mean they're gonna find out like <laughs> do you okay. know what I mean and then mm-hmm. and and also your friend is not pregnant like mm-hmm. so or I mean yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's a really silly argument. There's very few actual reasons. Like if you break your leg, it's not any different. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. So, it's like, oh, it's a woman leg, or it's a what a transgender leg. What? <laughs> if they need to know whether it's a man or a woman, they will just work it out. Oh, exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you'll say at that time. That doesn't mean you have to be different to the. They can't, you have to refuse it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that seems to be one of the ones that they get really. They use it as a big argument, I find. Um, well, it's, it's just so hardwired in society, isn't it? I mean, yeah. And it's like, and then a lot of the arguments I get are like, um, but you're changing my idea of gender. You're changing it. And I'm like, well, I'm not. I, it's not like I'm going out and say, I want to change your idea of gender. It's just like, this is a situation, you know? If I didn't yeah. have to be transgender, I wouldn't be transgender. I guess like exactly there, there are actually like people who do want to, though. Uh, so and I mm-hmm, think that mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. actually it's coming out more that there's articles about that you know it's really angry, forcing yeah. people mm-hmm. to to just be like why can't you change now is not helpful. It's just making people defensive and um. And I understand that because I have you know most of my family don't understand it, so I can understand it. it's just like you're shouting at me. Yeah. Stop shouting at me. Exactly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so talking about to family about politics. Yeah, know? I mean it is politics. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. It's, 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 I, I've never, I don't really identify completely within the, I, I I support the cause always right like I will always be supportive of every queer right etc. I'm always interested in that, but I'm not really. I don't want to live as an advocate for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to... I'm not even that attached to transgender. It's just a, a, a turn that has to happen. Yeah. Know? It's like, I just want to get on with my life. And I want to exist in... I want to exist in, I don't know, uh, a dick joke comedy spaces. And I want to exist in queer spaces. I want to exist in a kebab shop. It doesn't... You know what I mean? Like, you know, for me, it's like, I like the challenge as well. Yeah, you know? and that's cool, Yeah. We're not yeah. living in bubble wrap, you know, we have to break out yeah. at some point. Yeah, you do have to. Sometimes it's nice to be in bubble wrap, but yeah. You it's, should also come yeah. out sometimes. <laughs> I mean, like, the, the, like, like a safe space is incredibly important. And, and yeah. I, I mean, I guess because it has a safe space element. Yeah. But then there's always an element of danger where you actually don't know what someone will do. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and for me, I'm really excited by that. And it's really hard to offend me. Like, you could say the most offensive thing and I'd be like... <laughs> All right, let's work this out. What's what's the interesting part of this? And it wasn't interesting or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, but then that, as a result of being a host, and there's that pressure to be like, oh, but I need to like stand up against everything, uh, which I've seen that happen in the past, and I just didn't like it because I don't want to silence anyone, yeah. even if they're an asshole. I want to be like, you know what, you have this opinion, and you have to own that opinion, and you feel the wrath of whoever comes at you after. That, yeah, role, I think that's a better know. approach because uh, if you start saying uh, no, s- whatever, mm-hmm. it's then, well, then it's a subject that you're not talking about and actually it's important to talk about all subjects because mm-hmm. otherwise people think it doesn't happen. Like there are, mm-hmm. for, um, I, yeah, there are certain things that because they're not joked about anymore, people are like, oh, I guess it doesn't happen anymore. It's like, no, they definitely happen. <laughs> like, exactly. yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, I would, yeah, say that rather than doing that saying that if someone is going to do like be 
that if their thing is to be overly uh, offensive, mm-hmm. then they can't say, oh, people can't criticise me. I would say, well, you need to own up to that and deal with the consequences. Exactly. Um, yeah. and, and however you want to. If your thing is, well, I'm allowed to say that, and that's your argument, fine, but don't like moan that people are complaining. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. And it's also because I was involved in the poetry scene, which was incredibly... Uh, safe space orientated yeah. you know like uh, uh, I won't name anything because it's probably not useful to name it but you know like the general poetry scene is so very conscious of mm. making sure that everyone feels safe which is completely yeah great I understand that and I understand the, the need for that when it's necessary but then if you're going to try and talk about this subject or this subject it can't just all be from one opinion mm. because otherwise like we haven't really we're not achieving anything the echo chamber. It's you know? the echo chamber thing. This yeah. It's so exhausting after a while. And I think that actually yeah. motivated me a lot to try and say, like, I want something that isn't the echo chamber. That's cool. Know? So people can also... No, I mean, also, like, if someone is going to be a dick and I know they're going to be a dick, I'm going to be like, say to them, don't be a dick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe I should just have it underneath it. <laughs> don't be a dick. But like, I just feel like people should be intelligent enough to read the audience. Because you're transgender, you know, there'll be that some people are saying, oh, I'm not allowed to have a dick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. Uh, they'll be like, oh, it's a transgender thing. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's actually so weird to, like, realise my entire life is revolving around a big contentious issue where, like, I don't know, it's like, even... Like, I grew up as a as, like, straight boy or whatever, always interested in girls and stuff. And then all of a sudden I came out and now I'm a, a, a gay woman. And I'm like, what the fuck does that all mean? Yeah, it's, it's funny, all these... Yeah, for me, oh, it's so interesting. For me, all of this stuff is just extra shit, which is like, it doesn't help us. Ultimately, humanism is the way forward. And it's how we can actually break down like, like all this stuff that we're building up. Yeah. But also not being so naive that we can fix it in a year, two years. It's going to take a hundred years probably to fix this stuff, you know? Or yeah, I mean, it, it's very up and down, but, like, I sometimes think, like, you look at, like, how... And obviously, like, women... I'm not talking about globally. I'm mm-hmm. talking about uh, Western society. Uh-huh. Uh, like, you look at how much more freedom uh, women have from, like, the 50s. Mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. just think those people are still alive, like. Yeah. And if exactly. you told them um, that they would be able to, you know, choose not to have babies or, mm-hmm. or like work full time, they'd be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, or like probably. What, a career? Like what? Like because that was the man's role, right? That was like the provider. Yeah. So. Yeah. But we're not living in that time. And now, and it's yeah. just like it shows how stuff can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, obviously, you know, like okay, so it's like sixty. Yeah, I'm just talking about, like, 60 years, mm-hmm. 60, 70 years, which, mm-hmm. now, like, I guess, like, because it's our life, it feels like forever. But actually, mm-hmm. if you look at history, that's, that's amazing, really quick. Oh, exactly. <laughs> you know? I mean, I mean, even if you look at photography as 100, it's, like, not that old, for example, yeah. as a medium. I used to be a photographer, so that's why. But, like, there's, it's, like, it's such a short time and all this progression. Yeah. And, like, photography didn't even exist at one point. And then paintings were realism. That's how they recorded yeah. Henry VIII for all these people. Uh, and so, like, if you take that idea and put it into, I don't know, yeah, so it's just so weird. I don't know. I, I'm, 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 I'm actually just, like, I was thinking earlier, sorry, there's flies everywhere, <laughs> um, um, my friends. Um, I was thinking about, like, my time in the poetry scene and how that really felt. 
And I was thinking about it today, actually, and I was actually a little bit frustrated that I spent so much time in it and put up with so much of these things that happened. <laughs> and I was just like, so comedy really saved me. Because, I mean, do you, yeah. I, I don't want it to become like, you know, uh, put you in trouble. But I mean, I can always edit stuff out, but what, what things happened? <laughs> there's, just, there's just lots of like, I mean, and like to do with offence culture. And so, I don't know, like, um, the offence culture element uh, and the safe space was really contentious. Mm. And so you had some poets that were building their confidence, right? And they were like, ah, I'm going to do this. And even like, so this one time a friend of mine went and he read, is like, is this poem too offensive? And I listened to it and I was like, uh, not really, it's fine. But then I was probably a bad person to have that. <laughs> and, and then he then performed that poem in this space yeah. uh, and got completely shouted off stage. Oh, wow. Uh, and then it was, but it was interesting because it was like violence, violence. It was like two clashing. Yeah. And for me, I, I mean, I just, I just felt really uncomfortable with that idea. It's like, argue at the end. You know what I mean? Like, kick them out at the end if you really want to, you know? And so for me, I and then but that actually that really inspired me, actually to be like, you know what, I'm going to push the boundary too. But I knew mm. I wouldn't do it in a way that was offensive. But maybe talking about how it felt to be trans, for example. Yeah. So I would then do really like I would write really harsh poetry about my experience. Yeah. And so that pushed me into the darker realm of existing. Um, so I'm thankful for that, but also I see the huge downfalls of. Also, just it's, it's just such a paradox because like you talk about safe space but then you don't dare say things like even in the comedy scene like people will say stuff afterwards but that you know at open mics at least mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't know how it works if you're getting paid like i mean it's a diff- it's not a world i know yet it's probably more uh, expectation i guess i guess i guess if you're getting paid and someone heckles you I don't know. I guess it would depend on the venue. I'm, anyway, that's mm-hmm. uh, talk about open mics. It is like, you know, they're trying this stuff out. Mm-hmm. You can talk mm-hmm. to them afterwards. Don't do it. So actually, mm-hmm. the the comedy scene, which is seen as you know harsh, which mm-hmm. I can understand from, because they don't uh, they don't say, don't do this. There's a lot. You know, you can say things that are offensive. So in that way, it's not so safe for the audience. But then it is safer for the person trying it out and it is often acknowledged that you know if you have an issue you can bring up afterwards oh definitely um so it's really interesting because yeah sometimes you just need to try stuff out and sometimes stuff just comes out wrong oh yeah or you try something and it was like it's this link to this idea of uh in the event the concert event it's like to wake work without fear of failure yeah, um, I like that motto. Because I think it's really important, because actually the motivation behind that was like, okay, so you have this idea, let's say your hand is the idea, right? And you know this hand, but then what happens if you go here? You don't know what that is yet, so then if you push it that far and you fail here, like just... Yeah, he's pointing through. outside of his hand, but like, yeah. shake <laughs> uh, So yeah, outside the hand, and then, oh, don't worry, it's okay. <laughs> and then like, and then like, but then it broke at some point, but at least you knew where it broke so you can fix it and you can keep going further and then maybe that ideology can actually start to I've noticed it like people are trying stuff out there which maybe they've never done before because they see someone breaking a chair over a period of 25 minutes which is agonising and then they're like I know what I'm going to get a yoghurt 
and a dildo and then do a striptease performance. And I'm like, yes, this is finally what I wanted to see. Like, not specifically that, but anything. You so, said, yeah. Mm, that, that makes me so excited. I'm like, yeah. Oh. And so I'm just a spectator. I'm not organising. I'm just, there's no hierarchy. I'm just there. Yeah, exactly. I'm just the yeah. rules that make it work, in a sense. Anyway. I have hosted. I do know that hosting is respect yourself as a host. Just oh. a dude. I feel like you say like, oh, you know, I'm doing nothing. I know you're doing stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely doing stuff. But, but like, I never want people to think, oh, yeah, she's just got an event so she can do her shit. Well, I don't think yeah. that's gonna happen. I think you've been doing it long enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they did, they're wrong. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's just like there needs to be structure, you know, because otherwise it's just a bunch of people in a bar. Like, how do you... And it's already a chaos anyway, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. even with the performers, it's like, my phone's going off, whilst I'm reading a performance, and then I'm... It's like half eleven at night, and I'm looking at the list, and there's four more people, because <laughs> I can't say no to people. Yeah. So, this current one, yeah. actually, I had to say no to a lot of people, or put them on the reserve list. Yeah. And actually, the reason I only had four spots left, because people had come to me the before and said, I want to perform next time. Yeah, so my list was fine. nearly full. <laughs> it's like, fine. Yeah, oh, I mean, like yeah. if you know, um, I like I said, I think hosts should be allowed to do it their own way. But it's a bit like with the thing, like, uh, maybe I, I think I was a bit too vocal at first. I should have been a bit more, uh, maybe because I didn't realize how hard it is to host. I don't know. Um, but like, I still stick by the. Okay, uh, so my philosophy is you can do it however you want, but I can still say I don't like that way. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I would always uh, inspire so, people to say that. Like, I, I yeah. love it with, like, like, I think there was one time when I got the orders wrong and then, like, and you were meant to go. But then I had this one performer, I was like, I need to go now. And I'm like, oh, why can't I just go now? And then I think yeah. we were getting ready. And I, like, I was, I was, yeah. I was annoyed about that, but then I, I understood that it wasn't deliberate. Yeah. Um, but you just be that you learn and like because you you you're always learning and the performers are learning how the event works. I'm learning how the performers work. Yeah. So like if someone says to me, I've got a specific performance, especially after this thing that happened, I'm like, all right, okay, Sophia needs this much time and it's important, for example, and that's why I always ask like, are you doing music? Are you doing yeah, yeah, that? exactly. And then, like, if it's just poetry or like reading out something, I'm like, okay, great. This, it's just like you can go on. Yeah, know? exactly. But yeah. Um, but it, I mean, there's always going to be mistakes. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Being forgiven of each other. Mm-hmm, Fe- mm-hmm. No, we're doing it without the fear of failure. That's, it, that's it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I actually came under fire from that a little bit because if you say to so some people, could read that as like, I'm going to make this work without fear of failure. And I'm going to say all the offensive words in the dictionary, for example. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that. Like, you know, and I'm like, and I'm like, uh, you're not wrong I'm, uh, I, I, I'm caught then you know but at the same time someone said I shouldn't do that and I should actually remove the fear of failure part but I'm like if I remove that part I remove the whole reason yeah, the event yeah. is even interesting because we have so many open mics and there's so many it's like why would we need an, another one it needs to have a unique selling point you know so I think uh, and I'm really harsh on like everything you know so like on my own work and also but in Kunsthalle, I'm very relaxed, and I just listen, and it's so mm. nice. I'm, no, I'm not judging anything. And I think it's because everyone is just being really honest. And for me, it's like, if their honesty is harsh, then the honesty is harsh. Like, fine, yeah, work it out later. I know? actually, I, I, now, I now want to actually just read out a list of offensive words. 
I think that's hilarious. Please do. Fuck, dick, scumbots. (laughs) Exactly. These are words we shouldn't say. (laughs) Or something like that. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my, my main thing is as long as it's useful, do it. You know, like, yeah. As long as it has a reason or, like, it's able to try and challenge something, then you can do that. And it's definitely fine. Yeah. You know? Um, but then there will be people that are like, Ooh, but it's like, hopefully people can... Yeah, but I can stand up for myself, so it's okay. But I think, yeah, it's that still that thing of people can comment on it, but afterwards, like, you still have, mm-hmm. you still have to acknowledge that you've put something out and someone might hate it, and they're allowed to hate mm-hmm. it, exactly. you know? So, um, yeah. Um, so what sort of, like, do you have particular style of art you actually like to do yourself? Yeah, it's funny actually because like people only would know me as a performer, so like they'd say, "Oh, poetry or, or comedy," for yeah. example. But like they're just like, and I don't do that much poetry anymore. But I'm really interested in like sculptures, so um, like everyday sculptures, and um, I'm just generally really fascinated with um, sorry, um, like marks of human living. So um, marks of human living. So, for example, like this object. It's a tape, for example. This is a sculpture of human living, for example. So okay. essentially, anything can be art. And if you put yep. this in a podium in a gallery, people are like, hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's also like, I, I'm fascinated with the art world, but I also realise it's bullshit. So there's so much, like like anything, like any scene is bullshit as well. I mean, theatre, I, I think, is a lot more like, for example, I think that's one of the ones that's got a lot of integrity, and I think mm. it's really, I enjoy, but... Like, so much is, like, um, you know, like, so, 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 so that's why I have things, like, uh, in the, on the, the website, like, important artist publication, and then some people might be like, oh, that's so pretentious, you know, <laughs> but it is just, but it's, I, I know it's pretentious, and I'm playing on that, yeah. because I believe that every artist is important, right. you know, like, a local important artist is yeah. important, so if we don't think we're important, then why are we making work? You know? Right. Yeah. Um, and but like, but uh, but my actual practice is originally photography. So I studied photography, and that's all I did for five years. Oh and wow! I quit photography because I was like, I don't want to be a photographer. And then I moved into poetry, and I quit poetry because I don't want to be a poet. And then I did comedy, and I'm still doing comedy. And I, but I don't really want to be a comedian. Right. Yeah. Uh, I did music. I don't want to be a musician. So I realized I just want to do stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like imagine a palette of colors, and you're painting something. Yeah. If you kept on using the same colour yeah. for every idea, then you're not really going to be exploring it. It's like Philip Glass, my favourite musician, he said, uh, if your medium isn't new, no, no, if, if, you're, uh, if the medium you're using isn't new, then what you're saying probably isn't new. Yeah. And so we have to constantly reinvent it. So as a result, that question is really hard to answer because I have no idea what my practice is. It could be sculpture, it could be photography, I could be sat... On a teapot, as you did as my thing. <laughs> yeah. It could be anything. So, but that excites me. You yeah. Know? So, like, even when I'm ninety, I can just be like, "Oh, I'm going to do a performance where I, yeah. I don't know, put a cloth on my head and say I'm a bedsheet. I don't know, like whatever. Like, because for me, it's like that. La- I was there to be laughed at too, because it's not all so serious. Yeah. Know? And that liberates you in some way, maybe. No, I think so too. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, I totally understand what you mean and yeah I think it's always I'm I'm most inspired by people that combine stuff mm-hmm. like I love it um I don't like uh from 
on fire there was um uh, a comedian and uh, she said she was going to do poetry and I just assumed she was going to do it like as a joke and she had this really great poem and I was like oh my god like <laughs> I liked you before but now I'm like wow you you have this other side and it makes me feel so much warmer towards you exactly, you know yeah. um it's great when you know you know when you, you, you like you found someone new mm-hmm, and then you mm-hmm. look them up and you're like wow they've been doing all this great stuff before they exactly. have so much to them yeah so, a, lot of, a lot of poets <laughs> And a lot of comedians now came from the poetry scene. So it's not like everyone... Who a lot else of came from poetry? Um, <clears throat> a couple of people, I can't remember their names, but they, they just told me that they were working in poetry for a long time. I guess Ian. Uh, yeah, Ian. Ian. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny, Ian is... Oh, I love Ian. Um, uh, we worked together on this project, which eventually happened, called Stephen Matenza. Yeah. Which is a comedy show. Yeah. But it's just, it needs to be right. Uh, we're just kind of putting teasers out. I uh, He mentioned it and I keep asking. Yeah, it's it's the most anticipated show that may or may not happen. I hope it happens. <laughs> but I like that it, it's a project in itself. Yeah. That it may or may not happen. <laughs> so I made this like uh, promotional video where it's just like uh, in the quest for awkwardness. And <laughs> in my sleepy state, I looked at it again and I felt like, awkward wrong. <laughs> and, it was like, and it was just like this Indiana Jones thing. It was like, doo, 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 like whatever. It was like really epic. And it says, like, coming soon, somewhere in 2019. Not sure when, when we have time. Yeah. Because it was just like, I don't know. It's just yeah. being honest. We don't know when we have yeah. time. And uh, we're not organising very well. But then there's so much stuff to organise. So I can't just randomly go, oh, another event, another event. Because yeah. otherwise I'm like, how can I handle all this stuff? Yeah. Like, I have to go to work. <laughs> I yeah. have to sleep. I have to bathe. <laughs> I don't have time for that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Ian came from... And it's interesting about some of Ian's performances at the very beginning were amazing because he would tell a story and then there was like a five minute limit or something and he would go over the limit and then they would say, oh, you have to go off now. You can Mm. come again at the end to finish it off. Oh, I never saw that. (laughs) And then he came back again and kept going and he didn't get to the story. And for me, this is like, this this is genius comedy. You know what I mean? Because even though it wasn't intended. So actually through those experiences, I think he pushed into comedy and he really uh, drenched himself in that awkwardness and so now he's in control of that awkwardness which is why like I feel like me and Ian are working on a similar level of like awkwardness and social experimentation. I remember his earlier days mm-hmm. yeah and I would find it funny but it would yeah it'd be like it'd kind of be like people who knew him mm-hmm. would find it funny whereas now he can make strangers laugh because he's just, yeah, it's, 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 it's weird. It's like, it's the same jokes, but mm-hmm. it's fine-tuned. And you can't even, like, mm-hmm. that's sometimes the thing. It's like, what m- makes it work and what makes it doesn't. Sometimes you can't even really tell the difference. It's like, spot the difference, you know, yeah. those pictures. So, like, mm-hmm. you really have to look. Exactly. So, yeah. I would say to any performers, like, just because something didn't work doesn't mean you ha- don't have something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's something, like, your confidence, like, your, the fact that you give a little bit more pause or maybe not so much pause and and, and I think it also has to suit your style mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's definitely not one size fits all and yeah but it's hard at the beginning because it's just like you know you you have to believe that you're good and mm-hmm. I mean I don't I want to say no one is mm-hmm. but some people don't improve some people just don't seem to like they they just have their thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they just keep doing the same thing for years mm-hmm. um 
uh, and I guess like at first you don't know if you're going to what type of person you're going to be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you just kind of have to have a belief that you will get there yeah. when there's no nothing saying that you will exactly. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. so and also the different ambition levels like like there's like there's people that like only really want to just read the stuff out just because yeah, they like true, it it's yeah. like a plastic experience yeah. so they don't have this dream of being this I'm going to be this famous artist. They don't think about that because they just want to make and live. And, and I completely respect that. It's on the same level as someone who wants to be the most famous artist of all time. It's like, it's still the same. Um, it's like, I always think about this idea of like, I could make the greatest artwork of all time, uh, hypothetically, sorry, in commas, because I'm, I'm not like, I'm, I don't know if I could or not. I don't know what that means. But, and then if it's in the forest and no one sees it, <laughs> does it exist? You know? And it's like, yeah. maybe it doesn't. But maybe it did exist, but no one saw it. It's funny, isn't it? So yeah. art needs to be seen in order to be recognised as art. Yeah. Um, which is interesting when you move into... There's like this Project Space Festival, which is really good. It's run by Heiko and Lisa. They're really great people. Uh, you should check them out because they're great. Um, they have the Kreuzberg Pavilion in Kreuzberg. Um, and it's, so they're like interested in games. They do role-playing. Oh, wow. Like LARPing. Um, What's LARPing? Uh, like live action role playing. Um, live action, okay. So, so you, I did it once, and it's like twelve hours. Oh and wow! You have to be in a room for twelve hours, and you're a character for twelve hours. That's insane. And it's a big scene here, and they and they get funding, so you can do it. So I did it once. Is this like dwarfs and elves, and is it? It's it. That's what it sounds like. But <laughs> a lot of the characters are like like oh, this is Tim. Uh, he eats books, for example. Okay. Like, and then you have to just commit to that character. Uh, or sometimes it's a very subtle character. Like I had, mm, I played this old lady who shuffled around, and didn't speak to anyone, which is perfect for me because I'm also a hermit too. So <laughs> I'm just like, oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, and then we moved into the project space, uh, and then they would just uh, pr- produce events in like factories or like I did this lately. I did this one um, uh, where I went into. I was a tour guide. Okay. So my idea was, all right, I'll be half Steve my Australian character, and then half-grandma, who's ah, okay, my yeah. crazy <laughs> character, who I, I, she's a nightmare, I don't know how I deal with her, um, <laughs> and so I just walked around this building, and then there was like, all these stragglers coming in, and they were like, is there a tour here, and I was like, and then I introduced myself as Steve, and I did this really like, boring tour of like, here's a tree from Australia, here's a tree from New Zealand, they were put here to settle the differences, for example, just like dumb shit like that, I made yeah. it up. And then I then there, there was a stage in the middle, and then I did a live performance comedy event, mm. even though I didn't know it was happening. And it was the worst show I ever did, of course, because <laughs> they were just like, is this comedy? Are we going to do this? And my jokes are kind of awkward anyway. And then, I, and then I just moved on, and then we went to a time machine in a sand wow. pit. Wow. And then, and, then and then I went through the time machine, and then fell on the floor. Not like fell, but just like... And then I woke up as a grandma. And then, so... And then I moved on and finished the tour, and then. And do you, you know, choose your character, or do they have influence on your character? Um, they're great because they don't, they don't, they don't give me any expectation. They just say, "We like what you do. Do what you do." And can you like change character? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could have just been me and talked about leaves all the whole time. <laughs> like, it's great that they that they don't have any expectation. But when they don't put expectation on you, you're like, "Well, I'm gonna do a good job." So you yeah. really push it, and for me it's so exciting. Wow, I definitely want to get involved. So how do you find out more? Um, if you go to uh, 
uh, what's it called? Project. Oh, God, if you want to find out later, then I can put the link on. Yeah, I'll send the you the link. On. It's uh, it, they're Croisberg Pavilion. Uh, that's their gallery, and uh, they're really good to get involved in. Uh, and also, they take artists who are not that well known. So, like, and and they give you that belief and confidence that you can actually because they apply for funding, so they actually give you really oh, good wow. rates. So, and then they also like. Uh, I had the articles published. But you can go as a performer and as an audience member, or yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're an audience member, you just you go into that world. Um, yeah, yeah. So if you if it's in the laughing thing, then you can visit, but then you'll just have to understand that all these people are just characters. Yeah. So they'll be like, and also they've been there for twelve hours, so they'll be like, who are you? Yeah, like so it's immersive theatre, basically. Yeah, completely yeah. immersive theatre. Yeah, Which is what I was try, trying to get into. Yeah, so yeah it, was, it was like it was like having a hospital. Yeah, like in, that's because I tried to find the scene and, and it was really irritating because like even even like improv people were like, well, where's the improv bit? And it's like it's all improv. Like, yeah. this, it's like there's no. Improv, yeah. They're like, what time is the improv? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like nine and ten. As soon as you walk through the door, bitch. Yeah. Um, so like yeah, no, definitely. I'm looking finish. for more, like, because um, yeah, where where we did that, it was a great space. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said, you know, like we can't, uh, we can't like book it out unless you have more people. So that was kind of the the mm-hmm. thing. Like, mm-hmm. we love you. Mm-hmm. It was great. We appreciate it, but come back with more people. Yeah, <laughs> so, you exactly, know, yeah. I need to find this audience. So I definitely want to find out the, well, these people, yeah. Even even the audiences aren't going to be as high when it's not, like, so descriptive. So, like, poetry is very oversubscribed. So, basically, you could have a, a poetry event and everyone's going to come to it. Uh, because there's a huge group of people. Yeah. Like, we love poetry. Yeah. Uh, and especially with social injustice poetry as well. It's a huge movement mm. because... And so, like, that, that's one part, but um, they struggle for numbers, too. Like, yeah. it's not like... But maybe we can join packed. together and help each other out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah they're always willing to um, work with people, and uh, I actually wanted to do this project with them, which is not finalised yet, but it's called We Are All Important, <laughs> where it's just, like, maybe we either use the gallery space or just outside, and everyone brings something. Like, they could bring a bed sheet. Right, They okay. could bring a ladder, if they really want to. <laughs> or they could bring anything they want, and we all create a fort. Oh wow! Uh, and then we just and then people just come and go. Some people can stay there for eight hours. Can hang out there, come back later on in the day. And it's just a community project where people, everyone is there. It's just like it's basically to try and get conversations happening. Mm. Uh, and it's like how and I was it's how how community can interact with art. Mm. So we remove that annoying element of oh this is art you wouldn't understand. Oh you know yeah. What I mean? Like, because it's simple. Everyone loves forts. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's kind of childlike, but at the same time, it's like, but everyone loves forts. But that children are the best artists. Exactly. You know? Yeah, they're completely free. And, like, and it's like every single meeting I've had with them has been in a sandpit. Cause and, and so, for example, they're just like... The children? children. Oh, no, the, no. People, the people organising <laughs> Oh, okay, the right, okay. And it's, like, and it's like interacting with children because yeah. they've really tapped into that part of themselves. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, we love... Just they love creating. And yeah, love, exactly. And, yeah. And it's not, it's not even like a hyper cool place. It's just like genuinely fascinating. Yeah. And that, that changed my whole practice entirely. And my belief that actually there is a form of art you can do and you can do that. So you're, you're uh, with these people, you're planning a project? 
Uh, well, yeah, it, it may be a while before we okay. do it, but um, yeah, I chatted with them and they seem interested. Um, I've got a couple of projects in the pipeline, but... I was going to say, we sh- I should make a note. Mm-hmm. It's uh, called Projects. So, so hang on, what did we have first? So, you don't have a thing for the, you and Ian, do you? Um, there's not, no link there's for that. There's a Facebook page. Oh, is there? It's called Stephen Matanza, St- um, which is kind of funny that... I'll just, uh, so I'll write these down and then you send me links there. So you and Ian, and then there was the immersive theatre. If I put immersive theatre, you understand that? Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then if I put forts. Yeah, so that's got no social media thing right now. Oh, that it's hasn't. It's just like random, but. Um, um, okay, so there's nothing for that. Together. Not at the moment, but um, that, will, that will happen. Is there anything else we mentioned about that I should put links on? Um, I'm in the Project Space Festival. Project Space. Um, Project Space Festival. Oh, yeah. And then also Kreuzberg Pavilion. That's what those guys are really good. Kreuzberg. Um, um, I don't know. I mean, uh, my... And obviously I'll put the Kunstler on. I'll put oh, on yeah. anyway. And there's the website. And okay, I'll give you that. Instagram. Oh, great. Thank you. Uh, I feel like we are coming to an end. Um, maybe comedy because we haven't really touched on comedy properly. Comedy, okay. But if you want to do that, but you also have, you have, you, you have. To. I mean, you've, yeah. I feel what you said about comedy was pretty nice about that. You want it to be challenging. Mhm, mhm. Um, you could talk more about your character, Steve. Are you always Steve when you do comedy? Um, I did comedy once as me. Yeah. But it was just like, what have I got like? trans jokes it's boring you know what I mean I've, I've never been interested in okay. like that I mean for me I never don't want to be a comedian I just want to make Steve famous <laughs> so I won't stop until Steve has a Netflix special oh okay so that's my aim so I'm thinking okay maybe it's not possible here in Berlin to get a Netflix special maybe a special in Hamburg or something but let's have a look at that um, so like maybe I, I'm going to do this tour oh my gosh I'm going to do a Kickstarter. It's kind of also a joke, so people don't have to do it if they don't want to. But, like, <laughs> it's, like, Steve's homecoming tour. Okay. Um, so I'll go to, like, Adelaide, where Steve is from, uh, and then just tour around Australia. And, uh, like, a comedy show. But the funny thing is I've never been to Australia. Right, And okay. I'm not Australian. So uh, for me, it's, like, taking that social experimentation to a whole new level, which is really exciting. Um, but that, that character was born from my Australian friends. Oh, really? I was going to ask, yeah. So you, you just have a lot of Australian friends that you've got inspiration from. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I had, actually, I had a friend called Sam, uh, and he, he, his parents were from Australia. Um, and uh, I just put an Instagram of that. Um, and they were from Australia. And um, then we would always be like, I don't know, like, I, he was Sambo and I was Jono. You know, okay. So we'd be like, you're right there, Jono. And yeah, we'd be like, you're right there, Sambo. You know, we'd be really obnoxious. And that's when we were drunk, we'd just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we were always interested in, like, um, uh, uh, Australian humour, like the Big Les show and all this stuff. Yeah. And then obviously then throughout the Concords, it's like a great TV show. And I watched it a million times. And interestingly, so Steve is a rapper that they refer to in Flat the Concords. In that, in that. So it's like, I, subconsciously, I probably chose the name Steve because I was so inspired by that. Right, okay. But really, it was all like, but that was like way before Steve even existed. Yeah. 
And then I just was like, wouldn't it be fun? Actually, I introduced Steve in the poetry scene when I got bored of poetry. <laughs> so I reinvented myself as a terrible poet. And I, I wrote the worst poem that I, I think could think I might of. have seen that. It was, that was a, Steve's first appearance. And obviously everyone yeah. knew I wasn't Steve, but I pretended I was. Uh, and then I was like, this lends more to comedy. Yeah. And then I start, and also at the time my poetry was moving into comedy. Yeah. So the way I was writing poems was like a punchline. So I started to write like these jokes which define the character. So now when I'm writing jokes for Steve, I'm just thinking, what do I find funny? So I would just sit with Ian and I would just like try and like make tell tell jokes and if Ian laughs it goes in the set you know oh. what I mean and I try it and if it doesn't work it doesn't work you know and even if a joke doesn't work I just say this joke isn't funny and I say it anyway yeah and then you can kind of make people laugh even though it's not a funny joke they're laughing because you've explained it isn't funny yeah um but sometimes it goes down really well but really badly uh, and I love that because <laughs> I like I, I want to like fail in control so, like, when I have this long set, which is, like, an hour or 45 minutes, you've got this great period where everyone's like, oh, my gosh. And then it's just this big, long monologue where, like, even the audience leaves. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I just then like, bring it back up and end really strong. But so, no one's there. So well, did it really happen? Exa- exactly. <laughs> so that you can create this amazing, like, exciting thing. And this is, this is why, like, and that James Acaster, obviously, is, yeah. like, like... And actually, I started analysing James Acaster... Because, well, with pen and paper. Oh, uh, well, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Just in my mind, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. And so, like, for me, like, I look at James A's caster as, like, the future of what comedy could be, mm. uh, away from the Louis C.K. stuff. Even, like, the um, the Netflix comedians are kind of not that great. I, don't, I mean, it's, uh, I like... Some of them are good. It's weird. With, mm. I mean, let's talk about Louis C.K. swiftly. My, my, I don't because I basically I didn't know. I'd never heard of him before I came to Berlin. To oh, be really? honest, okay. I mean, he's not that famous in England, he's right? Not really. No, he's so. Yeah, he's big in America. I so guess, I was like, so. everyone was talking about him, and I was thinking about watching him, mm. and then it came out, and I was like, well, now I don't want to like him. Yeah. And yeah. and I have seen some. I don't know some of his stuff. I'm like, I yeah. I mean. It's it's interesting because uh, the, some people said, oh, once you start watching him, you realise he he is really good comedian. Mm-hmm. I've also watched stuff. This is a thing. I don't know. I feel like some people are like, oh, but it's out of context. You know, like you can you can have like a clip that sounds horrific, but it's mm-hmm. it's because it's out of context. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, f- I guess I guess it's interesting because I'm not. I was never emotionally. I didn't care mm-hmm. to to like him. You know, yeah, I wasn't yeah. like I liked him, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm heartbroken. Exactly. Um, yeah. But the thing is, I f- do, yeah, I, f- I feel like because the only person that's really happened where it's like, oh wow, like um, I can't believe that was uh, Rolf Harris. Oh yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, what? Like you, you mm. really? You looked after animals. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone was like, time a kangaroo down, sport. I'm just like, things. what? And I think, yeah. I think it's interesting. It's made me think. The thing is, because people are like, well, well, they still do good art. Like some people say it with, uh, like, oh, do do you still appreciate Michael Jackson songs? And it's like. I think it's different because the thing is, like, comedians, it is actually about your personal life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, actually, I feel that you can't separate them. Whereas with someone like Michael Jackson, I I mean, I wouldn't... 
buy his stuff anymore. Oh, yeah. But I do still appreciate his music, but I can't, like, him, I would never go to his... I mean, obviously, he's dead now, but even if he was alive, I would never go to his shows. I would never support him financially. Mm -hmm. But you might catch me listen to some of his songs, but it's not... It's it's not comedy. Like, comedy is so personal that I think... But I I think it it also shows... How it makes me think that people who are, like... Well, they're separate. It probably shows, and maybe I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this. If someone listens, but um, I'm gonna say it anyway. I think because we do have these times where you might be friends with someone. I think that's the thing. Mm-hmm. The relationship with a comedian is like a friend. Yeah. Whereas with like mm-hmm. with Michael with music, it's not so much like a friend. You know, you you, do, you separate it from the person. So, Ooh, yeah. and we've all had those times where we think someone's great as a friend and you hear something about them and you really hope it's not true yeah. and you find out it's true mm-hmm. and you have a choice and yeah. some people will refuse to acknowledge it because it's easier mm-hmm. and I, I mean, it's never easy, but I do try and not morally compromise I don't. I try not to be like, oh well, they're a friend and I like them, so that's fine. Whatever mm-hmm. they did, it's fine. They're my friend. I do have. I I don't separate them because I think it's important not to. Um, but it it won't be. It also won't be the other extreme where some people are like, oh, I heard you saying wrong. You're not my friend anymore. Like I try and find mm-hmm. out, see if they're sorry or if they have an explanation. Well, yeah, you can't be too but, reactive. Yeah. Because you need to see the whole case before you completely defriend someone because maybe that yeah. person is really important to you and maybe they made a mistake or something. It exactly. Was, I just wanted to go back on a point you mentioned about the Michael Jackson thing. And I have a bit where I have a poem called Earth. Right. And, uh, and I start singing it. I just start speaking the poem and then I go, ah. And I kind of in like an Earth song. And um, <clears throat> it's funny, it's like I... Uh, this was way before the documentary came out, and then that documentary came out, and all of a sudden I was like, should I do this joke anymore? Like, should I do it? Because I still love his music. I I I'm really yeah. powered by his music. I listen to "You Are Not Alone" and I start crying. I listen to "They Don't Really Care About Us" and all that stuff. Like, uh, and because there is still a weight to what he was, what they were saying, you know. Yeah. Um, and I I I don't know if this is a wrong opinion of me, but I think, in some senses. Maybe even in big cases like Michael Jackson, maybe you can separate the personal life from the actual material that was made, for example, because Michael Jackson's music was so empowering. Obviously, the darker side of it is still there, but I'm torn. I'm like, you can catch me listening to Michael Jackson very often, but I'm like, am I a bad person because of that? I even have a joke where I do like that. Yeah, I think you have to, it goes back to this thing of, know your argument you know you recognize mm-hmm. that someone might say that's not wrong and you're not telling them no i'm not mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like you acknowledge that it's complicated mm-hmm. um and but I, I do feel it's different like with the louis ck thing because it's like you know before it's like well it's just a joke and it's like actually it turns out it's not a joke whereas with a mm-hmm. song it's it's not the same thing and also like he he it feels like you know he's not he doesn't care you know, like, a, he tried to hide it, mm-hmm. he wouldn't talk about it, and then it was like, oh, no, and it just turned out it was even worse, which, than it mm-hmm. it was originally. And like, there's a kind of arrogance, too. Like, you notice that with some people that aren't willing to change, even with friends as well, like, there's a couple of people I've encountered living here, and they're unwilling to recognise they're wrong, 
And I think Steve Louis C.K. went out and he made a joke about it or something. Like, like it was like he acknowledged that it was he'd been away for a while and came back. And then he made a joke about the fact that all that. And then Louis C.K. Louis C.K. fans are like, like, haha, oh yeah, okay. And then they just forget about it. A lot of them are heartbroken. Mm. You know, they, they mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's interesting how people, like I said, I can see it very objectively because I wasn't emotionally involved. Um, but yeah, I do feel like, you know, this argument of, oh, well, how long should we punish for? It's like, well, I don't know. Has he, have a, has he made up to the women that, you know, has mm-hmm. he give, has he been, you know, maybe if he'd said like, uh, you know, okay, all those women, yeah, sorry, I didn't realise I was drunk. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I just thought that was normal in the entertainment scene. I just, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even admit that you didn't even think about it and you just got away with it so long that you you know you thought they were fine with it no one ever mentioned I didn't realise they weren't mentioned because they thought they would be fired or whatever the thing is and like okay well I'll try and like you know support them having shows Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. to try and make up for this it was it was just like well when when is my time over it's just like sorry what i mean when is the women's time over when when are women gonna have to stop putting up with this shit is the question exactly you know so we've all done stuff you know like i think if you know especially (laughs) like if you look back at your, what you did when you were a teenager, like, Jesus Christ, like, like, what was wrong with me? I just didn't, yeah. but you just didn't even, like, you acknowledge that you just didn't even realise it was a, a, a not okay thing to do. Oh, exactly. <laughs> you know? You, you didn't have that knowledge. I mean, especially growing up in England, I think that's a problem too, because you're not really experiencing, I don't know, depends on the part of England, but I didn't experience any other culture, really. Yeah. I was just experiencing other... <laughs> like I grew up with dickheads basically so like I was like I was like oh the, every, well, everyone is a dickhead everyone is like yeah, this exactly. dude at school um, but then and then and, but then when you leave and you go like, go to university or something like that or whatever you leave to move somewhere else you realise there's so many different ways of seeing it uh, and everyone has their own threshold of yeah it could be a pain threshold to tolerance and even interestingly the European tolerance and the American tolerance is so different and I think it's to do with, and there's a privilege element there as well too, I guess, in many ways, but also like with American, if you try to chat with an American about something, right, yeah. like, I mean, like, one race, I, it's not really worth it a lot of the time, unless they're um, open to speaking about it in an open way, but I've noticed that a lot of arguments come because of cultural differences and what in America, you're not allowed to talk about a lot of things because the situation that they've grown up in is completely fucked a lot of the time, right? So, but then you then have a, I don't know, like a, a, a Scandinavian person and they can have a completely different way of looking at things. And so I have yeah. seen arguments happen between Scandinavian people and American people. And it's just like... And I'm like English in the middle. I'm like, oh, well, I see your point. I yeah. see your point that maybe you're oversensitive. Maybe you're just too ruthless. You know what I mean? So maybe that's the good thing about living in England is that you, we're already taking the piss out of each other anyway from the day we're it's, born. It's you know? interesting with English though. Like I didn't realise until I moved here that English comedy is its own style. Oh. And that doesn't mean it has to be English people. You know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but yeah, like when I came, it's like oh English comedy, and I was like oh yay, and then it's like this is more American, and mm-hmm. it's like oh it means 
comedy in English language. It doesn't exactly, mean English yeah. style comedy. <laughs> if you looked at like the UK office compared to the American office, uh, yeah. it's like they, the UK office had two seasons and the Christmas special. Flawless, perfect, oh my gosh. Like I get emotional thinking about the final scene. But then you look at the American one, and I'm like, this is great, I love it. But it goes on for like 15 seasons. <laughs> and it's just like that the approach it's to so American true. comedy yeah. and English comedy is so different. Like Alan Partridge, the Mon- oh. Monty Python, all of this stuff. We we are able to laugh at ourselves, but I don't know how much Americans can laugh about themselves to a point, but they still take it all very seriously. But I think it's maybe to do with the velocity of their environment. It's Some so things. like hyped, but I mean it has great shows. I mean Rick and Morty. Oh, I mean yeah, that has yeah. just like you can watch that over and over and see new things but it's still intense it is still have that intense style mm-hmm. um i think that's just otherwise it people think it it it's just not funny like they don't realize it's comedy i think oh, exactly. they're just like where's the punchline mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah, or like, <laughs> a lot of english yeah. it's like they don't yeah. we don't have a clear punchline like the, the Stuart Lee, do you know Stuart Lee? Yeah. And he has that bit where he's like, give it to me straight, like a, a pear cider made from 100% pears. <laughs> and he goes on and he's like, that was a Guinness advert, or oh, I can't remember, yeah. some advert or whatever. <clears throat> and then he just goes on for 20 minutes, repeating the same thing, running around the, the, the theatre. And I was there like, this is genius. Because it was linked to the fact that they had taken a, st- a thing that had related so much everything to his life, it's like, uh, and then they commercialised it, right. it. So that was his point. But maybe like some people would be like, where's the humour in this? Yeah. But it's the absurdity, yeah. you know? Because I think British humour is completely absurd. And this is why I love it, you know? And I do love American comedy. I love I love Australian comedy because it completely takes the piss out of itself. I love that. Uh, and I don't know much about other comedies. Like, I don't know German comedy at all. But I don't really want to, I don't care too much. I mean, it's <laughs> like, just, like, yeah, I, tried, I, I tried to go to comedy sh- German comedy shows to learn German. And mm-hmm. it was just like, I know you're talking about Dayton. <laughs> I don't know what you're joking about, though. Dayton is, know. like, the one topic that everyone talks about. It's like, I, I have this joke, actually, where it's like, uh, I had a date the other day. Tuesday. Um, <laughs> because it's that play on it. Like, everyone's talking about dating. And they're like, oh, I have bad experiences with dating. And that's cool. Like, I get it. I get it. And there's lots of material. But it's like, it's so interesting how you have these common... Especially in Berlin as well. Like, you have, like... Everyone talks about, like, their experience of living in Berlin and etc. Yeah. But I'm like, does this transfer outside of this audience and this crowd? Like, and yeah. it, I think maybe it's a question of ambition. And it was actually on one of your podcasts that I heard... You were speaking of Caroline. Caroline. Yeah, I was just going to uh, say Caroline said something. And I, I remember listening to that, and that completely changed my view of the comedy scene and my ambitions within it, because I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. If the only thing I can do is getting a show in Hamburg, for example. Uh, I mean, that maybe that's that, that was a brief part of it. Uh, and I was thinking, like, well, if I want to succeed and have a Netflix special, then it won't happen by me doing it this for 12 years in the city. I have to go out yeah. and explore more. But at the same time, what I loved about that point that Caroline made is that people do comedy here because they love it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're famous or rich from yeah. it. And for me, so I'm like, I'm in between. Like, I have this ambition, but I'm enjoying doing what I'm doing. She also made a point that she, there was like, they took some people from outside, from Berlin, 
and one of the issues was that they all they're in this uh, place, and I don't think it was even Germany. I think she said, and they all did Berlin jokes, and she's like, oh, you know, like mm-hmm. they you kind of have to do something different because <laughs> it just becomes yeah. like mm-hmm. you know like name dropping. It's just like I don't live in Berlin, okay? Stop showing yeah. off. Yeah, <laughs> like, I've seen it a lot with the Finnish comedians that come here. They're traveling around. There's a couple. Of I don't really know if I've met any Finnish ones. There's an amazing. Oh no, I have. Yes, Owner. I think so. He has a set about Tinder where he's like. Oh, I don't think I've seen Owner. Like the woman. He's starting to swipe in real life, you know, and he's just there, like, and he's like this oh. monster, and he's just like, it's like no. <laughs> and it's just like, and it was like that's so interesting because that really comes from a dark place. Yeah. Um, and it's like I don't know if the I said something about Finnish comedy. I haven't been to Finland. I don't know anything really about the culture. <laughs> I know it's quite a, an oppressed culture in terms of the weather and the environment. It's quite quiet. But I just really enjoy when you have this big culture just like, bam. Like, even like yeah. there's like the Italian comedians. I saw what some perform and I'm like, my God, you're doing that? Hmm. And I was just there, like, I was sat there, like, not impressed. Like, this is, not, this is just like, straight. I, I was actually offended for yeah. once. I was like, but I was just like, I admired the balls of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Just like, finally something different, you know? Because... Uh, you always have this like, oh, hi, I've just moved here, da, 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 dating, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, this is cool, but, like, I've heard this yeah. set before, so I don't need to... And we've already had so many comedian sets, uh, and I thought that was a bad thing, but also you realise that it's really hard to get a good set. Oh, yeah. And you can't just be like, yeah. oh, new set, this one. And it's like, it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. Uh, even with improvising, you know, you can't just... You have fallbacks. You, you know? have fallbacks, yeah. Like what you, what you know will work because you can't come up with a new joke every time. And yeah. Sometimes you need to perfect a joke. Dragos is great for that. Like <laughs> he just picks a subject, bread. All right, and then he picks a joke about bread. And I've tries also it, been, seen him bomb a lot of times. So. Well, it's because he just <laughs> yeah. comes out. It's, it's like, true. Yeah, he just like yeah. I'll try it. And mm. actually, sometimes that's the most comforting thing when you see someone who you know is doing well in it and they bomb. It's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I yeah. will continue. <laughs> yeah, I saw, Thank like, you. I saw Olivia. So, so oh. I can't remember his last name, but he's obviously a great. Oh, Oliver. Olivia. Oliver, yeah, I saw Oliver. <laughs> Olivia. And, like, and, yeah. and obviously, this, this guy is like super established. And, and then I think he performed at Donna Comedy. Oh, uh, yeah. And it was just like. like it really, didn't work. And he really, had, he really struggled to like get the audience, but then. But then, like, someone who hasn't done it before came along and killed it. It's yeah. like at Source, actually. It's kind of interesting because I always try to change my setup a bit at Source because, I don't know, like, I I don't know. I almost feel like I can't... Because it is a safe space. Yeah. And I love that for it. And I love everything Josie's doing is perfect. Like, I wouldn't change anything of it. But I definitely change my set mm. because I know the audience is looking for something. Yeah. And they're also, like, yeah. looking at me as a woman. Whereas if... I go to the last stand, I'm in a room full of people that are not looking at me like that. Yeah. And and, and I'm like, I'm torn. I was like, I love this space. I feel so comforted, but I'm here. But I don't go to com- comedy to be comfortable. Because I don't mind if I have friends in comedy. Like, whatever. Like, if I make friends with a comedian, that's great. Like, we'll... we'll but then I don't have to be friends with all the comedians. No. Well, that's something. good you've recognised that. Because <laughs> you'll go mad trying. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, but then like, but you meet people like Carmen and like, and, and then they're, and, and all of, and like, you get drawn to the really 
interesting comedians. So, but you don't need to be part of that scene. It's like the poetry scene. You can go to poetry and you don't have to be part of that scene. Because yeah. I've been deep in the poetry scene. And I was just like, I need to get out of this right now. Like, I was just like, oh my gosh. And it's still following me to this day. I can't escape it. I'm like, please just go away. Yeah. And then there's some people say, oh, yeah, I'd love to a poetry slam event. I'm like, oh, I just did a poetry slam event. You You're talking about I mean? Kunstler. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh. So I have to really try to make an effort to state that it is every medium because I quit photography because I didn't, didn't yeah. want to be a photographer. I quit all these things because I... I'm just making and I want to also live in that environment where just like trans, I don't want to be like stuck in this pigeonhole trans thing. I don't even know what that means. Uh, you know, like I, I like, I don't live my life like, Oh, now I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do this, this and this. And it's like, like voice changing. Like, what does that mean? Like sound like a woman. Like what does a woman sound like? Every woman sound like anything. It's like, look like a woman. What does a woman look like? You know, there's a rugby woman down there and she's fucking massive and she could take me out. Do I look like her? I can only work with what I have. And it's like, I don't know what I look like, but I think it's funny how all of these points come together. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the only way to describe it is humanism. Yeah. From all of these questions, the answer is humanism. Yeah. You could eradicate... I mean, like, feminism is very important and I, I think, yeah, of course, but... At the same time, eventually... It should, it should just be a humanism mm-hmm, movement mm-hmm. rather than yeah. my cause is more important than your cause. Exactly, And, yeah. like, you're doing it wrong. It's like, <laughs> I mean, and maybe this is offensive for me to say, but, like, I don't know, but it's like the battle of the oppressed. You know what I mean? Like, I'm oppressed like this. And it's like, I'm more oppressed. And I'm like, okay, we get it. I understand. I'm fully with you. I'm fully with you. I'll support you in any way, and I'm very serious now, I'll help you in any way, if you're ever in trouble or you want that that kind of thing. But then I think, like, we need to think outside of these things, because actually, the one thing that can fix everything is the fact that we're human beings, Mm. you know? Uh, uh, And I don't know, like, it's very ambitious, and I'm not naive to think that this will ever happen right now, but the only way to fix it is to be a humanist. So it's like, it will, it will never happen right now. <laughs> it's like, because it's like, you can't put a time on it. No, it's just yeah. funny. Like, <laughs> never happen right now. It's like one extreme yeah. to the other. So what do we want? Ah, uh, humanism. What do we want it now? It's like, no, you can't have it now because there's this guy over there and he's shouting at, at someone from... Israel it's a work in progress. Something. It's a it's work like, in progress. And there's you know? this 90-year-old guy over there who's, yeah. like, doing whatever. And it's just like, you can't change that guy, you know? Yeah. But you can speak to this one kid at school and hopefully you can say trans people are okay or, like, same-sex relationship is not that weird. Like, like <laughs> It's not weird at all. Exactly. In, <laughs> the, in the future, I don't think we'll even have sexuality, you yeah, know? Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, it's uh, it, it, they'll know... <laughs> Like when it's it one, I don't want to say like not one, but like when the battle is over, when we just stop talking about it in the sense because mm-hmm. we don't not well. I said before like we should talk about, it, but I mean in the sense of it's not like you know you get those I don't know gay rugby uh, man yeah. like is the headline. Why why is gay in there? Exactly. <laughs> you know like when it when we stop doing things like that because not because we're told we're not allowed to, just because we don't think about doing that. 
it's not in our conscious to do that. And then that know? information doesn't help. It's not like it's like it's like gay army man. I don't know. Saves four children in a fire. I don't know. They don't. They're not firefighters, but it's like why is that important? Like the fact that they have relationships with men does make any difference to that. Yeah, it's, just... it's like in work. Like they like I think before at one point that you could ask for the orientation in the application. I think that was one thing at one point. I don't think they took it out now. What, I mean, sorry, what application? For a job. Oh, and yeah. So what's your orientation? And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Is yeah. Are you planning to have sex with me in this office? <laughs> like, you know, like, you working out if I'm cute or not? I don't know. Like, because, and it's also like, they're, they're removing uh, pictures. From... Oh, yeah, I found that really weird when I moved here. Yeah. Like, I mean, what? we didn't even, yeah. I, I think that, I think that is, that is interesting. We're dealing with it in the ways we can, but we haven't found the answers yet. Um, but the beauty is all of these mediums that we're working with, um, especially with comedy, this is the one thing I really wanted to get this in actually because, um, like I say, so with poetry, yeah, like people that love poetry will go see poetry, right? But let, let's say if you ask like Dave down the street, he's probably going to be like, oh, poetry is for wankers, for example, which yeah. is you know, not wrong completely, <laughs> you know what I mean? Not completely wrong, you know? Uh, it's a very quiet taste. It's like you wouldn't ask Dave to go to a a gallery and expect to understand the sculpture of uh, a stick for yeah. example because he's going to be like well I've got four kids to feed I don't have time to think yeah. about what this means um, yeah. but with comedy if you ask someone do you like laughing and then they're not going to say no but like, so like essentially everyone can connect with comedy yeah so if it's you're, special if you're able to like control an audience in the sense that you know they'll laugh at this this and this and then when people laugh they go, ha, oh, like, when they're really laughing, like, oh my gosh, I didn't expect it to happen, then their mind is, like, completely open. And so then they are looking at you in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. And if you're smart, like, James Acaster is incredibly smart. Yeah. I think one of the smartest comedians I think maybe we've ever seen. And, like, to put these ideas in when people are laughing, they're open to it. Mm-hmm. The most close person can go there. So, like, my motivation as a comedian is to be like, I, if I can make a bunch of people that don't know anything about trans people laugh, then they'll leave that comedy event after they've spoken to me, maybe, or seeing how I'm dressed or whatever, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, like, trans, this is an example of a trans person, for example, and it wasn't someone shouting, going, yeah. oh, you're all wrong, because that's not the way... And that only it. works if you go to audiences that don't already agree with you. Exactly. And that's one of the things. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, of course, it's lovely to go to an audience where they all love you, mm-hmm. but what are you really doing? You may as well be doing it to your mirror, to be honest, it's, in a certain element. And it's, um, and it's like, this space can empower you. And yeah. it did empower me at the beginning. I was just too, just too shy and stuff. I didn't really know what my message was. But then, like, you get to a point where you become powerful... And if you have all of these incredibly powerful people, very smart people, very right people, they're all, they're all very right. In poetry scene, as much as I could slander it, I also think I'm completely on board with everything they say. Mm. Like, even if, with, if, my, if they're shouting someone off the stage, I'm like, yeah, you did that because you have a good cause, you understand what's right and wrong. But if you're so powerful in a safe space, then why don't you get out of that safe space yeah, exactly. and share that power yeah. across? Because otherwise you're just going to make this... I mean, you can make that safe space bigger and bigger, and maybe. Well, you can only make it as venue, big as the venue. Well, that's it. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's not the way forward 
to really help to connect with people that like you can't just say like like with like you can't say this person's a fascist so I hate them. You can say that they're you can hate them for being a fascist, but you can be like, but why are they a fascist? Mm. I want to understand why. Yeah. And then understanding what makes them do that, and then they go, oh, that's why. And then maybe if you're thinking about comedy, then how could let's say if this person comes to your event, how can you speak to them on a level which doesn't affirm their views but allows them to see your view? Without it going like, I'm going to yeah. shove this down your throat or I'm going to attack you because you're this. And this came from when I was younger and I discovered politics and I realised that all my family were conservatives. Mm. And I was like this, Jeremy Corbyn, like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's change the world. And we realised he's just an idiot, doesn't know what he's doing. And he can't, British politics is very corrupt and ruined at the moment. But um, I was having arguments with my family all the time. Because I was just like, oh, my dad's a conservative, or oh, it's a conservative. But that doesn't mean anything, really. And, like, yeah, like, you can conflict their views, but by shouting at someone doesn't solve the issue. And saying, you're a conservative, I hate you, doesn't solve anything. You just created more tension. So you just go, oh, oh it's interesting. we're nowhere now. Do, I mean, do they talk to you about politics? Well, it comes up sometimes, yeah. yeah. Especially with Brexit coming up, and when I go home, we're always... But they're all... Uh, for staying, they all remain. Even my okay. Yeah, because also it's 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 quite. But then my uncle, yeah, very leave. Yeah, you know. But I can still understand because I do understand. I understand leave voters. I understand the frustrations. I understand that. I don't agree with the action because I don't think it's actually going to help their cause. But like, if I if I could say, oh yeah, my uncle's this, blah, 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 whatever. I could say that, but. That doesn't help. I want to try and understand so I can then deepen my knowledge of the subject. So that when I then speak to somebody else, they're like, well, all leave voters are idiots. And I'd be like, yeah, but they left because of this. Yeah. It's not going to happen because it's the wrong action, but they left because of this. Yeah. Uh, And it's like, you just can't, just saying someone's an idiot doesn't help anything. No, that that definitely doesn't help. It does become hard if someone keeps forcing their... uh, yeah. views on you mm-hmm. and you know it's well, it's basically bullying mm-hmm. but I mean mm-hmm. that's a whole yeah it's a whole different thing if someone's if you're right if someone's not like like forcing it on you mm-hmm. it doesn't help to just rant at them it's probably just pushing them further and then they're just going to leave that conversation being like well liberals are assholes and you yeah. look at it and you, you see that all the time yeah, yeah. And sometimes I can't course. argue with them Sometimes yeah. I feel like I can't actually argue with your point. It's impossible. And also, like, and also, like, every person of any, like, <clears throat> you've got, a mi- like, millions and billions of people, right? You've got religions, you've got, like, uh, left leftists, right-wingers, Nazis, everything in one space. Mm. And that's so, like, they say, you can't exist if you, if you exist. You're like, hey, this is happening, this is happening. And you're trying to go in, and then someone just goes, well, peace. And it's just like, how? (laughs) (laughs) I actually don't think you can solve these issues. Because what do you do? Get rid of religion? You can solve a few issues, but you can't get rid of religion. I think it's, it's like, it's not, yeah, it's a whole, like, you have to change so many things. There, There isn't one answer. You know, it's like, like I was saying, like, there's been lots of improvements with with western women's lives but that that has gone like from like you know empowering women, 
from the start because I think that's actually like it's interesting like I see it that like there aren't so many uh, women in comedy and I'm trying to work out why because you know I'm in it and I don't feel it's that hard there are some things but like I mean there are some some things like for example when I'm on my period like I just feel really tired and I'm just like I don't feel like getting on a stage and I really have to push myself mm-hmm. I mean that's just a thing so that's yeah. no one's fault per mm-hmm. se um, but, but like really I think it's pretty supportive mm-hmm. um, uh, overall I, I don't think it would be that much easier if I was a man mm-hmm. um, and I do feel that actually a lot of it comes from the fact that women from the start aren't encouraged to go on stage mm-hmm. it's not as a desirable thing mm-hmm. and so there's it's, it, you know it can feel more lonely Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but 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 yeah, and actually, in Caroline's post, she said, you know, if you really want to do it, you'll be doing it. Mm-hmm. But it does feel sad that there is, you know, that it's kind of like women do feel like they don't deserve it as much for some reason. But I, like I said, I I didn't, especially in Berlin, I can't say it about other scenes because I've never done it in any other scene. But um, I. F- I feel that we we are supported. It's it's, it's deep rooted stuff mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. that's more what it's about. And so, yeah, you're right. Like just saying, like, women be confident is not gonna make you know. Okay. I, that's the world peace sign. Mm-hmm. Or make a we, t-shirt. Uh, so. Women be confident. It's like okay, well, I mean, how? Like, mm-hmm. it's a whole bigger issue, mm-hmm. and so just yeah, I think the best way is to like show like this if if you're an angry liberal Mm. i mean you're just teaching more anger if you actually want people to respect each other you have sometimes the best way is just to show people how Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and just be be the person Mm -hmm. that you want to be rather than forcing people to be the person they're not even showing it yeah exactly (laughs) you know so it's like trying to undo someone like if i tried to say to my granddad like he's 80 you know i try to teach him something now we have to we have to understand that this is so deep rooted. Just like it's so deep rooted in like the the history of women and the way that they've had to like come in. And it's also weird being a trans woman because I'm like, whoa, like I don't know, like I mean I'm not even seen as a woman most of the time, so I'm like I'm aware of that too. And so how does that work? Because in my mind, in in my way I feel like I've always been a a girl but I just pretended to be a boy. Right? Mm. But I was always seen as a boy. So I had all of the privileges of having being a straight white male, right? Mm. And all of a sudden, I reveal something about myself and I live it. And I'm getting <clears throat> a whole bunch of stuff from people like, I don't know, like people shouting at me or something like that or looking at me disapprovingly. Um, but they're not doing that because I'm a woman. They're doing that because I'm a weird man. And that's really yeah, hard to Yeah, it's totally different experience. And so, but yeah. at the same time, I try to like, 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 connect with people's experience and like but it's like but I'm not treated as a woman all the time no and so I I but then it also gives an, an interesting insight yeah exactly so like women and trans people uh, can really work together because we're just women that can never be until we could be you know yeah it's interesting I wonder how it works the other way Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, well, trans male. male, like how accepting the males are of it. it uh, yeah, I don't know. And also, no one's really talking about trans males. It's always trans females, right? Like, or you look online generally, transgender comes up with loads of 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, um, I've met some, uh, and I guess I guess it's like this thing of, like, they men don't talk about their feelings so much, so then they become part of that. I don't know. Like, really, mm-hmm. I think you you're the only one actually that I've really spoken to about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried to speak to others, and it just it, it's awkward because. Uh, you, you know, like, first of all, it's just like, well, maybe they, they, they just want to be that gender. They don't want it talked about. Mm-hmm. So it takes me a little while. And sometimes I'm like, well, um, I start to, and you just tell her I feel uncomfortable. And it's like, fair enough. Like, mm-hmm. that's fair enough. You feel uncomfortable. You don't want to talk about it. So yeah. actually, you're the first one who I've really spoken to about it. So mm-hmm. um, I couldn't compare to anyone else. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's weird because I don't have a huge amount of trans friends, actually. Like, mm. I have a couple, um, yeah. just by chance. I haven't actively seeked yeah. trans friends just because I, I don't know, I never, I don't really feel like I fit completely within the trans environment anyway. Like, uh, I mean, if you just type transgender into YouTube, you'll come up with an idea of what transgender looks like. But I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, yeah. I don't know how reflective that is with women, like, even with makeup, right? Like, you look at it and you can, like, you know, like, I can't leave the house without makeup. I'm like, I spend, like, a year without wearing makeup. Some, yeah. You know, some of my makeup is if yeah. I go out for dinner, or if I go out clubbing or something, I just want to feel a bit special. I don't have time. And, like, look at the women around. They're not wearing full faces of makeup. Unless they're, I like, think that's 16. a Berlin, I don't know, like, Maybe, it, yeah. where I came from, Cambridge, it was... Mm-hmm. It was like, wow, you don't wear makeup. Whereas here, I don't think anyone's ever brought it up. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's like they would never think about it, right? It's like bras as well. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I can see your nipples. Here, no one cares. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, I, yeah. Actually, that was one thing I, I found with, like, uh, getting attention. It was like, wow, I must be really ugly here. <laughs> it was like, oh no, they just, like, they, they're not creepy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like, people would just... People respect each other. Oh my gosh! What? <laughs> respect? What does that mean? Oh my gosh! I just automatically assumed I must be suddenly ugly. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like if someone said to me that I would be living in a city when I was like fourteen or something where women would have no hair, for mm. example, I would be like, no, that's not what women do, right? Mm. Because as a kid, I grew up in a very in Basingstoke, so it's kind of yeah. like nothing really changes, not 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 very uh, radical. Um, but now, like I'm completely desensitized to the fact that like women don't have hair, and I don't even think about it. So like, if I meet a girl with short hair, I'm not thinking, oh, that's weird. Mm, I'm exactly, just thinking, yeah. oh, I like that haircut. That's great. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it actually makes me think maybe later down the line, when I'm more confident with my transition, I could just. Had my old bowl cut haircut when I was a kid. I'm thinking of bringing it back actually, but part of me is like I still would like the long hair at least for a bit. But like it would be so interesting to go full circle to be mm. seven years old again and having that haircut that was like I don't know. It's like we actually use a bowl. Well, yeah, it was like a bowl, and then it was like and then like shaved at the back. Yeah. I remember. I remember the bowl cut. Yeah, and it was like bring that back, and I said that to someone. He was non-binary yesterday or last week. Uh, and they were like, you need to do it now. And I was like, <laughs> I would love to do it now. And I'm having my haircut next week. Yeah. But I'm like, but I'm just not ready yet. Yeah. It's a big move. And I'm enjoying this. Yeah. You know no, I mean? like, fair enough. Yeah. So, but at the same time, this doesn't define me. I yeah. mean, it helps. It's a visual cue, at least, for a random stranger. Uh, you know, like, if they 
with my hair down and they see me from behind, maybe they're like, oh, that's a woman. Or maybe they're like, oh, I don't know what that is. But, um, yeah, it's, I, I, it's great to live in a place where peop- there is change happening. So all this change isn't translating completely outside, but it is leaking slowly. And the more and more people that visit, they get to experience that ugly part, you know, whereas ugly, that ugly, ugly part is beauty, you know, like being able yeah. to embrace having no hair. That's great. And people yeah. like this. I think that's sometimes, like you said, you know, it won't happen now. And sometimes it's just carry on doing it. Like mm-hmm. there was a time when it was weird for women to wear trousers. Yeah, you know, and illegal, now not huh? illegal. Was it really illegal? Mm. That's crazy. So, and now it's just like <laughs> this is the thing. You wouldn't have a headline: "Woman wears trousers." Like <laughs> you know, for wearing trousers. Like, <laughs> and I hope that one day won't be like the gay builder. You know, <laughs> builder arrested for being gay. You know? well, well, yeah. yeah. You go to Russia, and that's a problem. You know? Yeah, and yeah, I had like you know, it wasn't for so long. Mm. It wasn't you know because they had that tattoo. Uh, you know the Eurovision with the two. Oh, the, what like the, all the, the, the yeah the lesbian so, song I guess you'd call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it and and first, like yeah. um, yeah, like people and now it's just yeah, it's yeah, Russia. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's like Russia, or Saudi Arabia, all of these places. We have to look at them slightly differently. We can't think of it in the Western world like in Europe, or even Eastern Europe, you know, like, there are parts of Eastern Europe which aren't, like, you go to Poland, which is just over there. Yeah, it's so close. And that's, and, and, and if I went dressing like I do in Poland, oof, that'd be trouble, you know? I go to Egypt, I dress like yeah. this, they'll kill me, you know? Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's... We have to be careful, especially as, as a queer person, you have to... I made this album called um, I, Brackets, We Will Never See the Pyramids. It was just two songs. Because it was the realisation that it's like, I will never see the pyramids because of my identity, you know? Um, I mean, you could dress could, as a man. I could cover it up or I could yeah. just wear, have long hair or something and just wear a hat or, like, I could do that. Yeah. But then part of me is like, I don't know if I want to go to a place yeah. where I can't be myself. So it makes definitely makes me more aware of everything. Yeah. And the safety. Whereas I walked around for 25 years feeling completely safe. Like, the most privileged life you could ever think of. Yeah. So then I'm aware of that, and I'm like, I'm not going to, like... That's why I don't complain. Like, if something happens, I'm like, all right, I have perspective. I'm trying yeah. to think about... Yeah. I need to be strong to try and take this on, because if I'm not strong, then I can't help someone else. Yeah, exactly. So we need to empower ourselves, and then we help and help and help and help and help. Yeah, that's true. If you're a wreck, you can't help another wreck. Exactly, <laughs> just two wrecks being like just dropping plates, you know. Oh gosh, that's, that's terrible. Is it, it, it total tangent? But like, I remember trying those uh, meetups where you try and learn German. It's just like, but we both don't know German. What's the point? <laughs> ich, <laughs> like, I could, yeah. Ich habe eine Katze. It's just like, I'd be better off learning on the internet. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, yeah. yeah cool. Bye, everyone! Bye, thanks for listening. (laughs) Nose of Wax, every Tuesday. Nose of Wax, bye for now. Yeah! You can contact me at noseofwax, noseofwax at gmail.com. An hour and a half. um, 
so I might just, I think I'll pretty much do it like this. I'll probably cut a few bits out. Um, I haven't said anything I don't want. Okay, cool. I haven't yeah. said anyone's name. No, and... Uh, and I can send you a yeah, real link. Yes, link. Really and if you, I can do the, int- the like, bio. But mm-hmm. if you want to write the bio... Um, uh, I like to do weird bios where I make stuff up about myself. I mean, I, 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 actually, this is the first time I've offered someone to... Because okay. they can do the bio, but just because you mentioned so many political things, oh, I don't. I'm like maybe I've took something out of context, and you're like I, that's not what I meant. So oh, if you would like to write the bio, you're mm-hmm. welcome. But I'm also happy to do it. Oh well, I don't mind. I mean, I could. I mean, it needs to be done because it's out tomorrow. So tomorrow. Well, so uh, I I could write just a quick short one. Oh, actually, you could just we could just write one that says Alex Wells. I mean, as long as the pronoun's right, and that's the main thing, especially for written things, as long yeah. as the pronoun is right, and they're a band because the pencil are in, comedy. Yeah. And I, yeah. You, yeah, you, you I'll just keep it simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that, yeah, no, yeah. I just thought I'd offer. Um, yeah, that's, I'm really curious about what you write. I, I would write it, I'd but it would be ridiculous. Just, so. I'd normally, <laughs> I do a thing of, like, uh, what the person... Like is most known for, so your mm-hmm. thing would be Kunstler, mm-hmm. and I'd say we can talk. We talk about art, gender mm-hmm. issues, and something else. I normally do the rule of three. Like politics, I want to like saving the world. Okay, so I, what I think saving the world is quite good because we kind of that's kind of what we're talking about. So we talk like, about art, maybe art, comedy, and saving the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, also, but we talked about gender as well, didn't we? A lot. Yeah, uh, I mean, I can. I don't have to be the rule of three. Uh, gender issues. Gender issues. Y- yeah. Art. Uh, y- comedy. Art. Uh, so, well, comedy and art, but comedy is separate from art. I feel like sometimes so, um, like in terms of art, art, and then yeah. comedy. Um. So yeah. So then just and then saving the world. Those four things. Yeah, I think so. I think um, if you could put them. those links. Um, I think it's best if I send them. To okay, you fine. No problem. To be honest, I don't know them right now. 